Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and the goose to his maverick, Jake, gives you sports betting tips. I'm Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Thursday, January 20th, 2022, and this episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C against the spread pick for each of today's games, is available on the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. Picks that get an A are the ones I love, picks that get a B are the ones I like, and picks that get a C are the lanes. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, the overall model turned a small profit yesterday. Otherwise, uh, what, what did we learn yesterday? We, we learned that there's no more, longer a question. Marquette is a good team. They are going to be something to watch out for. Winning on the road at Villanova is tough, and they, yep. they pull it off. And it, I mean, they've got, in their last five wins, they've beat Providence, Seton Hall, and now Nova. So that's an incredible resume builder and they could be looking at even better if they keep it growing because they get Xavier, they go at Seton Hall, at Providence, and then Villanova and UConn in the next five. So they got a chance to really jump up their seat and may possibly even win the Big East, um, which would be very surprising, but I hope they do it. Uh, and then Oklahoma State is a sneaky good defensive team, especially at home. Uh, they forced 22 turnovers last night. That's a lot. And yeah. they've done that to a few teams now. Baylor. Home and it's makes them really hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that Oklahoma state TCU game last night, uh, definitely defense was on display there. Uh, I think it's interesting. You, you highlighted both the big East and the big 12. And I feel like I like a lot of teams in both of those conferences. A lot of teams are really hard to go against. I mean, Oklahoma state playing really well lately. Uh, TCU last night gets the cover. Um, you know, Baylor comes back, gets that great road win at West Virginia. I mean, you got a lot of teams there that you're like, I don't really want to fade any of these teams. The Big East is the same way. I mean, between the Marquettes and Seton Hall, and, and we'll talk about Providence here in just a minute. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting a bunch of teams here. Yeah, just DePaul. Got, oh, DePaul, DePaul, especially at home. Is tough. Absolutely. Last night, getting the cover there. Um, a lot of teams that I just feel like, yeah, I like backing them. I like backing them. It's like at some point they all play each other. What are you going to do? Right. So you got two really good conferences there in the Big East and the Big 12 that are a lot of fun to watch. And it's really hard uh, emotionally watching these games just to figure out who, who you're who you like backing the most because it's a lot of it's a lot of teams that offer a lot of things uh, that make you feel good when you put your hard-earned money behind them um and speaking of that that's where we'll kick today's off we have a nice slate today uh, 4 p.m georgetown at providence um we talked about the big east being really good georgetown is not uh the model makes this providence minus 14 and a half i'm kicking this off with an a pick here providence minus 11 it's a lot of points but my goodness georgetown just seems to get run out of the building once a week uh especially in a loaded big east tonight seems like that opportunity here and a standalone uh game jake what's your pick i'm i'm with you on providence i think georgetown is just very bad uh, they've lost the last three games by at least 14 and a couple of those were pushing 20, 20 inch five ish. Uh, they turned the ball over at nearly 15 a game. And they they are in the bottom third of the defense, so like ranking 222nd in defensive efficiency. It's not going to do, do them any favors against a team um, like Providence that's very balanced and just a much better, more talented team. And 
I think the long COVID layoff has made people kind of forget about Providence. Mm-hmm. They have an impressive resume with wins at Wisconsin versus Texas Tech, UConn, and Seton Hall already. And, I mean, at home, it's it's not even going to be fun to watch. They should just beat this poor Georgetown team out, out, of, the, out of the gym. It's not yeah. even close. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I think this is one you can watch the first half. I think it'll get ugly. Then you can go ahead and have dinner uh, and then and then tune into the, to the games that, that, that tip off after that. Uh, going from one former NBA legend coaching a team to another, we've got 6 p.m. SMU at Memphis. Uh, the model thinks that Memphis should win this game, uh, but only by about four. So I've got a B pick on SMU plus six. Uh, Memphis is just so poorly coached and it's fascinating to see you have uh, Penny Hardaway there who is for sure bringing in a lot of talent I I don't want to take that away and and talent alone can can really help but there's just something missing with the development with how they execute um I don't know how much longer he's going to have at Memphis because it, all the talent in the world just isn't seeming to translate for them. Uh, Jake, what's your take? I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm on SMU. I think there's a decent chance they win outright, but yeah, yeah. I think it, a lot of it is due to Penny, and he's not a great X's and O's coach, and I'm not sure. I think he gets a lot of credit for being a great recruiter when – to my knowledge, the majority of the guys he's brought in were ones he coached in AU. Mm-hmm. So having the pre-established relationship, uh, let's see where he's at. Like, <laughs> if he makes it for like next year and the year after, let's see. Let's mm-hmm. see what kind of recruiter he's doing. Um, they play at such a frantic pace, and a lot of that is due to how poorly they take care of the ball. Uh, they <laughs> they lead. Uh, they're close to leading the nation with 18 a game, uh, turning the ball over and. That's just very tough. And I think he used the yeah. wrong. I think leading isn't the right word there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We gotta find some other word. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but they are just terribly inconsistent. You know, they beat an, a good Alabama team uh, that was coming off riding high from beating Gonzaga and Houston, and they beat a very good Cincinnati team. But they've also lost to a terrible Georgia team and a Murray State team that they just had more talented on and I think it's also telling about Penny that some of these major recruits that he's had one Wiseman quit on him during the middle of the year because right. NCAA stuff quit might not, might not be the right word but stop playing um DJ Jeffries uh and Boogie Ellis are gone like tra- transferred out and those are some of his key players they're on different teams this year so it's kind of something to keep an eye on but this SMU team is actually pretty good they're playing really good race uh, in their last three games They've got a guy named Kendrick Davis, who's just fun to watch. He's just a very good player. Um, the, as a team, they shoot the ball well, shooting uh, 45 from the floor, 74 from the free throw line, and 37 from the three-point arc. They uh, they don't force a lot of turnovers, but they don't give it away. So I think Memphis might not hit their 18 number, but I still think they'll be like the 13 to 15 range. And that's going to be too much for a team that's as good offensively as SMU is. 
Yep, yep, I agree. I'm calling this the drop a comment game. Go ahead and drop a comment if you're on YouTube. Tell us, do you think that Penny Hardaway will be the coach of Memphis starting next season? I feel like that's uh, definitely a question mark if he's going to make it through the year and into next season. Drop a comment, tell us which side you think, uh, which side you're on there, if he, if he will be there starting next season. Also at 6 p.m., uh, maybe the game of the night here, big rivalry game uh, in the Hoosier State, Purdue at Indiana. I'm taking over. 143 points. The model makes us 145.5. Um, this should be a great game to watch, a fun one to watch. Uh, Purdue is a is a short road favorite here, and maybe even an OT or a frantic finish uh, is kind of the cherry on top as to why I like this over. Uh, this has got us to the over on Monday for Purdue, Illinois, going overtime. So I see a similar dynamic here and a similar type of game. Uh, Jake, what's your uh, pick for this one? Yeah, I, I like the over. It, it makes sense, I think, with the way Purdue plays. Um, that is a good call. And uh, and it's going to force Indiana to uh, pick up pick it up offensively. But I, I'm on Purdue minus, minus three and a half. They, uh, they're the much better team all around. Um, and just like we saw with Illinois, when they have two big guys that can bang against the – one really good one Indiana has, just like Illinois and Kofi, that is kind of going to knock him out. And in their previous matchup, uh, like going back to last year when Zach Eady started to turn it on, he absolutely owned this Indiana team and Trace Jackson Davis held, held him to 12 and 5 and while he had 20 and 9. And that was with by, and not starting and playing much, <laughs> much fewer minutes. Like it's really, it's really incredible the improvement he has had. Um, they uh Purdue is fifth in the nation at three point percentage and second in true shooting percentage. So I think there will be a lot of points because Indiana doesn't take care of the ball very well, and they all, and Purdue shoots the ball from the free throw line fairly well. And Indiana likes to foul, especially down low with Race Thompson and the other guys they bring in down there because they're averaging about seventeen a game. And I think that's going to get them in trouble, and I think that's what pushes Purdue to five to. 10-point win. Yep, that sounds good. We need a bunch of fouls late there. Get us uh, the Purdue win and then get us the uh, the over for us here. Uh, two late Pac-12 games, both 10 p.m. Central tips uh, that we're going to cover here. Arizona at Stanford. I'm actually going to go under 150 wood on this one. The model thinks it should be 147 and a half. Uh, Arizona's a, about a 10-ish point favorite. And my thought on this one is the number is just a little bit too high. Arizona can score at will, but Arizona seems to have stretches where they don't score at all. They play good defense and the score just kind of, you know, uh, comes, you know, grinds to a halt. And I think that's a, a possibility here, especially if Arizona runs away with this game. If Arizona gets up, you know, 15 in the second half, this is a game that could really get boring in that second half and slow the pace down. So I like the under here, especially knowing that Arizona might go into Stanford and just run them out of the gym. Jake, what's your take? I, I, I think that's what happens. So I think your under is a pretty good call because I think Arizona is just going to blow Stanford out of the water. And I mean, even the home court advantage Stanford has drops because they're not having any fans. Absolutely. And it's like, just a very it's going to be a very boring game because Arizona is a top tier team in Stanford. Absolutely. Um, they're also very underrated defensive defensively. They're very third in the nation in defensive efficiency. And they, they uh they're on the uh they've been forcing turnovers at an incredible clip. Uh but it's going to be a 
boring game to watch, and Arizona is going to run it, run away with it. So I think your under is pretty good. Yep, yep, I agree with that. And then from the class of the Pac-12 to the team who is trying to become that, uh, UCLA, also a 10 p.m. Central tip at Utah. Uh, I think this is what we disagree on here. I've got an A pick on Utah plus nine. The model thinks UCLA minus seven. My take on this is that UCLA is no Arizona. That Arizona is the best team in the Pac-12 by a long shot. UCLA has been a little disappointing this year. And odds makers, in, in my opinion and in the model's opinion, are giving UCLA a little bit too much respect for them to go on the road and win this game by double digits. I do think they win, uh, but I just think that there are more scenarios where Utah loses by seven, eight, something in that neighborhood that UCLA just destroys them uh, just because UCLA hasn't really done what we thought they would do. Uh, but Jake, you being on the opposite, I'm curious to hear uh, your take on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it has more to do with uh, Utah just not being very good. They have lost eight of their last 10, including to the entire state of Oregon, Washington, and Arizona. Um, so it's it's not going to be a very good – they're just not very good. Yeah. Um, I, I think UCLA is a fraud team. I think they get too much respect in the polls and everywhere, but I think this number is about right because they're just a better team because Utah is that bad. Um, they, they've, not, they've been very disappointing this year, but I kind of expected that just because I think they were more hot at the right time last year than they were the, the right team. And, and everyone saw it right, with, with like almost literally the eyes of the nation on them performing as well as they did. You, there was literally nowhere to go but down from that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's funny is uh, the Pac-12 did that several times last year with uh, Oregon State making that run to the tournament. And uh, I think they made it the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Um, but that incredible run to, like, to win the conference when they were yeah. the they were really low seed. I don't remember how bad it was. Way down at the bottom. I think they were. I think they were the last seed. Were, were they the last seed? I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say that because I don't want to be misquoted. Uh, but, but yeah, they were way down at the bottom. Yeah, but, it, but I, I think UCLA covers tonight because Utah's that bad. Yeah, it's interesting how this. So I feel like we're both just like, oh, the other team just isn't as good. It's, it's yeah. like, well, I guess someone has to do something impressive tonight. Maybe not. Maybe they'll both find a way to disappoint yeah. somehow. Uh, I've got some themed buzzer readers for us here. I've got the A-plus pick of the day. You see San Diego minus two versus Long Beach State. I think they can uh, win. There. I think they're the better team. I've got the dog of the day. The underdog that I think has a good chance to just win outright, Tennessee State plus two and a half at Southeast Missouri State. Uh, note, I am seven and four backing Tennessee State this year and eight and two fading Southeast Missouri State. So I think Tennessee State plus two and a half. I think take money line on that one. Uh, I think they go on the road and get the win. I've got the best B side. Uh, of all the B picks, the best one, Santa Clara plus nine at St. Mary's. We talked about this, no fans in the stands. That's too many points for two teams that I think are closer than people realize. I've got the plug and play, the plug your nose and play. This is the, the game that is going to be ugly. The dog you do not want to take, plug your nose and play them. IUPUI plus 15 versus Wright State. Wright State hasn't done well with these big numbers this year they haven't covered them um it's a low total IUPUI tends to like to play their games in about the 110s I think that'll get a little higher 
uh, tonight. But that's kind of where they end up playing a lot of these games. With a low total and a lot of points is a good combination. And the last one here, I've got a little afternoon delight for you. Noon Eastern time, North Florida, plus 23 at Florida State. I'm baking on the fact that Florida State is going to still be asleep for this one in a game that they don't care about, uh, given they've got conference worries. I just think that's too many points. They sleep through either the first or the second half in North Florida can cover the 23 points. Jake, what are your buzzer beaters? Uh, unfortunately, I don't have good themed ones like you. I just, <laughs> I just have, you know, the regular buzzer beaters. I've got Chattanooga minus three and a half. I think they're a much better team than the UNC Greensboro. Um, I like Belmont because they're they're still going to be coming out angry. They're Because they've got to really prove something to have a chance to get in the tournament. Uh, so they've got to really beat down these teams they're better than. And I think Butler's terrible, so I'm on UConn. I think UConn gets them by 15 or so. Um, but I think that North Florida pick is a good one. I think Florida State's a big letdown game after that big win against Duke. And I, I really like the Tennessee State pick. They're a better team than what people realize. Yep, yep, absolutely. And that's all we've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Presser. A reminder to check out that Google Sheet for all picks and totals on today's games. I got more APICs for you there if you want to check out that Google Sheet. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button. We will get you a new episode every weekday of the college basketball season. We will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.